Welcome back to another episode of the Love Essentials podcast. It's me, your girl, Joy, Pink Girl Teaches. How are you? How have you been doing? What is going on in your world? I hope that all is well with you. Listen, I'm looking forward to this conversation today. It's been a long time coming and I'm going to be talking with my friend Shante Williams and I'm going to let her come on in just a moment, but we're going to be talking about the good bad guy or the bad good guy. (laughs) Hey, Shante. Hey, Joy. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Like, listen, this is a long overdue conversation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The nice bad guy. Come on. We, uh, we Come on now. Listen, I, I got my tongue tied. I've been saying it right all this time. And then like, girl, what? The nice bad guy, like, listen, everybody knows one of them. But before we do all that, why don't you tell the audience about yourself? All right. Good. Hello, everybody. My name is Shante Williams. I'm the owner of Relentless Publishing House. Um, We help authors of all ages to self-publish their books. I also host an annual women's conference um, in October every year titled Graced For It. And so that's me in a nutshell, business and ministry. All right. Now, hey, what other way? You know, it's funny because business and ministry, that's what it's about though. It gotta be about your father's business and your own business. That's right. I'm glad that you said that because as, it's funny, we were just kind of talking about this. I was just, you know, as I continue to grow and evolve and take my position, I refuse to listen to the standards of this world and allow it to define my life, even when it comes to dating. I think that's where we make a lot of these mistakes, you know, and we fall into a lot of these pitfalls. And that's how we end up with these nice, good, bad guys. Absolutely. You know, we want that fairy tale, Cinderella, you know, what we see on the movies, and we forget that we're real people right? We see somebody else's relationship and we envy that and we say, oh my gosh, I want that. But you have no clue what goes on behind bad doors. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a couple and think, oh wow, they they look like they're really good together and come to find out it is totally chaos, dysfunction um, behind closed doors. And so we do, society has said, you know, you need to do this and that and you got to have this, but you know, don't worry about if you don't get everything you want as long as you, as long as he does this and that. But let me tell you something. I'm getting everything I want. Okay. First of all, I'm not settling. Listen, why should you, what, what is, what is settling? What is that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know what? That's just even a curse. I don't even know why. I Girl, I, you know, that's, that's the dirty S word. That is the down dirty S word. First of all, no, I think, sis, you know, let me adjust your crown because <laughs> you can't be saying that. That's, you know, and you know, what's so, what's so, what's so crazy is that it's so easy to settle for the nice, good, bad guy because you don't see him coming. He's so covert. He's so undercover that he just slides on right in there. He's the chameleon. He looks good when you need him to look good. And before you know it, you, you tell yourself, well, there's more good than bad. So, you know, I'm good. But when you have to weigh good and bad right there, you should tell yourself something's something ain't right. 
this this is not normal. This is not where I should be. Why am I having to settle for more good than bad and forcing myself to be happy? I think anytime you start questioning your relationship, it's really time to take a step back. You know, and that's not to say that relationships are perfect because oh, that's, no. that's the fairy tale they sell us. Yes. That's the fairy tale. Like, listen, Disney, I'm so mad at them. I'm so disappointed because I was a Disney princess, you know, and hello, now that I'm a whole queen and I'm like, where's my happy ending? It's still coming though. <laughs> but then, you know, even then we take it to the church and they come along with Ruth and Boaz. And first of all, that ain't, that's not for everybody. It's not, you know, the rational thing, but we can have healthy, well-balanced, stable, loving, rewarding, fulfilling, reciprocal relationships where we still encounter everyday life because guess what? We're living, life happens. Absolutely, I agree. And I think sometimes the desire um, to not be alone makes us kind of say, okay, he does, he does this and I really don't like it, but he does this and I really like that. You know, I think the fear of not having somebody, not being able to live life with somebody to have experiences, it makes you think, well, you know, it's not that bad. Whenever you have to say something is not that bad, that's a red flag. That something should say, hold up, wait a minute. When do we start measuring stuff by saying it's not that bad? Girl, first of all, who has the time to waste time? Like, I was just telling you before we started recording, my birthday's on Sunday. I'm 43 right now. I'm about to be four decades plus four. Who has time to waste time playing these games? Not me. Girl, bye. You know, one thing about the nice bad guy type of person is they show up in your moments. They show up when you need them. They are right on time with your crisis. Your, they're right on time with life's challenges. They're right on time when any normal person would be there for you. But ask them about your day-to-day. -day. Ask them about, you know, the real ins and outs of your day. Where are they in those moments? Like, first of all, you need to be stable. You need to be consistent. If you're going to be part of the, you know, if you're going to be there, then be there. But all this push and pull, mm-mm. And you know, it's funny you say that um, when they, they show up at the right time. And that is so true. The relationship that I recently got out of, I'm looking back in retrospect, it was a nice bad guy. And so, you know, everything was, you know, good. And, you know, there were some, you know, some, some issues, some growth, but nothing that wasn't tolerable, right? Nothing that was a game changer, nothing that was non-negotiable, nothing that says, oh my gosh, you should walk away from that. Because you can tell when people aren't used to people loving them genuinely. And so you kind of have to allow them to grow into accepting, like that's totally different versus somebody who's just a jerk. Well, as time goes on, you know, some of those, I don't even want to say bad habits. I want to maybe say life choices, right? You can't, you cannot still hang on to something as a plan B because you're just not sure if plan A is going to work. Oh, Anytime you have to God. have a plan B, Oh, and you know, by God. the time I realized, I was like, hold up, girl, I was a plan B. In fact, I think I was in the back pocket, like maybe I'll pull her out 
in case this this new thing that I got going on here doesn't work out. And then, you know, I'll go all in or maybe somebody better than her will come. And that's what I think when people like the idea of who you are, the idea of what they can have with you, because in some ways I feel like you're rare. And what I mean that you're rare is that everybody has a uniqueness about them, but there's something that you bring to the table. There's that flair that is you. And so some are like, mm, is this really, is this going to last? Will she stay like this? Or, you know, there are those questions that may linger in the background. And so because then there's not that certainty, then it's okay to have on these add-ons. And that's I did an episode where I said, I refuse to be somebody's option. People laughed at me. I got a lot of kickback, but like, listen, first of all, I'm, I'm a King's kid. And I understand that that might not be for everybody. And that's what separates us, you know? So being the idea of a possible good thing, being an A or a B, let me just, let me fall back because I think when I step into a situation, I never do it like, let me, um, let me give you my representative. I go all in like, this is who I am. So I give Absolutely. people a fair chance to make an assessment. And if they fall back or whatever, I, you know, you know that you gave your all. And Absolutely. hey. Absolutely. And, you know, let me speak to the um, church girls. I'm a church girl. girl. Church girl. Talk to us. Know, um, I'm a church girl to the day I die. All right. So those of you who are in church, you know exactly what that is, right? And so for me, it was just like, oh, you just need to, you know, you pray and it's gonna get better. And, you know, things started getting better. It was like, yes, prayer is working. Now, I never prayed for him to be right for me. I always prayed for his relationship with God to be right. And so God began to show me who he could be and who he is supposed to be versus who he's choosing to be. And I realized talking to my girlfriend, I said, I fell in love with who God was showing me and I disregarded with what I was seeing every day. Church girls, listen to me, hear my heart. And when I tell you I'm a church girl, I am a licensed, ordained a minister. I preach at least once every other month in my church. I have my own women's ministry. I know the word, listen to me clearly. I don't care how much you pray, you cannot change the nature of a man. That is something between him and God. He has to be open and willing to one, surrender to God and, and open himself up for God to change him and work on his heart. I'm an intercessor by nature. And so, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, it's going to get better, you know, yada, yada, yada. We would have a lot, we would have great moments. And then we'd be, then it just like, bam, and it's like, hold up right? And they bounce back and have other great moments. And it was more great than bad. So I was like, hey, it's not really that bad, right? I'm going to pray and it's going to get great. It's going to get better. But he was not willing to, to surrender. And it didn't matter how I treated him. It didn't matter how I loved him. It didn't matter um, the things that I did for him. And we were in a two-year relationship. When I'm telling you, I I cooked, I cleaned, um, we would, you know, take each other out, you know, some nights he would pay, some nights I would pay. Um, we started doing all holidays and stuff together. We were talking about marriage, but
but there were still these things, these, these bad guy things that were still lingering mm -hmm. that I would just overlook because, you know, I'm praying and I'm believing God's going to fix it. Y'all listen, we have taken that out of context so much and it has caused us to look like fools. And literally one day I was like, you know what? I said, you played a fool for no reason. I said, now it could have been different. However, when you first realized that he had no desire, that was your cue to exit left, but you stayed. So when you choose to stay with a nice bad guy, you really can't complain about what you get. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow, you know, and I'm telling you, it, 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 it did me, um, cause I'm gonna be honest. Now we did have sex a few times and I already know as church girls, that's ain't nothing we supposed to be doing. Right. And so I, and I compromised my moral, my morals and my beliefs because I loved him, but he didn't love me enough to say, we're not going to do that. And so I gave up more of me. I sacrificed more and I paid more for it. When I tell you I paid dearly for my disobedience, all the way down to ministry and business, because it's all connected. You can't leave one without it affecting the other. And so when you see those bad traits and those bad characteristics, know the difference between praying for somebody who's, who's had a moment versus somebody who has, um, what's the word? Lifestyle. You know, we all have moments of slip ups, right? But it's a different story when we have a lifestyle of slip ups. That, that's by choice, that's not by accident. And so when you're analyzing the character of a man, you have to look at the good, the bad, the ugly, and you have to weigh it all out. And you have to ask yourself, is, is this man truly number one who God wants me to be with? Take your emotions out, out the door, take them out. Don't even count them. Is this somebody I would trust with my life? Right? And we have to be honest. Girl. So I gave up two years of my life hoping and praying that I had finally got the one. I was on my way to getting married and everything fell, fell out. And, let me, and here's the kicker. He broke up with me now, right? He said God told him he couldn't marry me. And I didn't argue with him. I said, okay. It wasn't, it wasn't too much later <clears throat> that he moved on and slept with two other people. It don't take a rocket science to figure out that door was already open. Listen. Right. Nice bad guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> wow. So I've, I've started being transparent, more transparent because you know, you know that um, that song that kind of trends on like TikTok. She's a runner. She's a track star. That's me. Do you know, Shante, that I am a minister, Pollard, and everything. Running, running. Okay, and I think you know it's just being held to that standard 
that this is who you are and this is who you need to be. And yeah, I did say yes, but you know, hey, life. And, you know, just saying, you know what, I'm taking my yes back, but it doesn't quite work like that. One thing that I do want to say, you know, when I consider everything that you said, it's so important that we never, ever discredit a man's proven character. Men teach us, they show us very clearly how they think, how they feel about us and what they think about us by their actions towards us. And you've got to be willing to take the truth for what it is. Absolutely. Sometimes we allow our feelings to lead us. But we got to remember that it's important that we have mind over matter and allow things to be set in perspective from day one. Infatuation is such a strong feeling. It's such, it's such a strong emotion. And did you know that you can be infatuated for a period of up to 18 months? And so once that 18 months passes and you start to dry out and see things, now look at all the things we've compromised. Mm. Look at all the signs, all the red flags that assist, slow down. This, this is not the one. And, you know, a man can have potential. We can see their potential. And when you can see his potential and you can say, if only, you know, I'm going to ride it out with him because he may talk about his potential. He may have a, an awareness of it, which is even more tragic. You know, if he has an awareness and just won't do the work to get there than somebody who's totally clueless about their yes. potential. It's one thing to be ignorant, but to have, an, yes. have the knowledge and just be too lazy or nonchalant or just don't care about your potential, that says a lot. But if he has potential, and when we see the potential, we've also now got to start asking ourselves, well, does he have the character to commit to that potential? Because that's what's going to set this man apart from the boys. It's going to separate the good from the bad. Because when he's, when he's aware of his potential, plays with their potential nobody plays with their purpose so even their quest for all these concubines and all of these shallow things those kind of fall away and that's where you get a different type of man that shows up on the scene mm -hmm. and we also have to we have to change our prayer I remember one time when I was when I was married and I was and, you know, God had told me so many times, yesterday would have actually been our 12th anniversary, 12th year anniversary. So I had my crazy self when we were getting married, like I had made some Facebook posts and they came up in my, in my memories yesterday. And I laughed and was like, girl, you're so silly. Look at this record of your foolishness. Yeah, I said it. And, you know, I called myself out on it, but, you know, We've got to be willing to see people for who they who they really are and just accept it right there and let it be. You know, it was during that phase before I got married, God started revealing who this person was. And so what it taught me about men and, you know, still being me, running a track star, I will go back to God after I've already got involved, even after I've started having sex with them and asking him at that point, like, hey, so um, God, you know, uh, this, this, this son of yours, this is what's going on and I need you to expose him to me. And that's always been the thing. He never fails. He never fails when I ask for exposure. He will take me, I mean, like, he would tell me where to go to look and see. Like, literally, like I will, he told me where to go 
he told me where to go and I found receipts, literal motel receipts for, wow. my, for my ex-husband. But that's a whole nother story. But we ask at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. We ask in the middle instead of the beginning. And we ask in the middle because we're really looking for confirmation that we didn't mess up. <laughs> we're really looking for somebody to say, hey, God, you know, I'm already involved. So you're just going to say yes, right? <laughs> You know what the problem is with us, Shante, is we believe that we're Jesus Jr. We believe that we are anointed for this. We literally take the words of the Bible and we twist them. Oh my gosh. We twist them for our own benefit and feel like, you know what? Oh, well, you know, he does say that, you know, a wife, what is that scripture that says like a wife can um, sanctify her husband, sanctify her husband, but that's not your husband, sis. We're busy submitting to these men, but they're not your husband, sis. What are you doing? That's when, that's when she marries an unbeliever. No. Okay. But that's what we're trying to do in those situations, thinking all the prayer, all the fasting, all the reciting scriptures and making these declarations and all this anointing oil is going to change things into our favor. But that's also in its own self, a form of witchcraft. Listen, because it's all, it's God's not in it. Right. You're trying to get God to give you a decision that you want. Mm -hmm. You're not really asking him for what his decision is. You're saying, I just, I just need you to get on my agenda. It is. I mean, how, how are you going to woo God? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know, we, we take the scripture we want to take and make it our own, but we don't want to do what it says. Okay. I kind of feel like count that. the cost. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing and we have to be honest. And we look back and we say now. Because when I had to count the cost, I was the the only one in deficit. Okay. And let me be honest, I'm just now getting over the deficit. Because let me tell you what I did. So um, this is what, June? I don't know. Um, We reconnected um, several months ago. um, And really, I kind of needed to make sure I was completely done. I needed to make sure there were no more feelings and it was just like the more I listened to him the more I looked at him I was like oh why am I here um be honest and so you know um and so his his grandmother passed um which is who who raised him at the beginning of his childhood and so he was really close to her and so you know I kind of helped him through that emotional and and kind of deal with all that and then um, he said something, um, he, keep, he keeps asking the same questions, thinking he's gonna get a different answer. And see, I'm the type of person is, if you ask me a question one time, my answer is not coming. And I said, I said, you keep, I, I said, I've already answered that. I'm not answering anymore. And so he got mad. And so he didn't call me back for a little while. So I went on the trip. <clears throat> he didn't call to see how I was, see if I made it safely, yada, yada, yada. So I said, so, you know, I was already past done at that point. I was more done with him than I am my child's father. And I ain't spoke to him in years. Okay, years. And so he texts me Mother's Day. And he said, happy Mother's Day. And I looked at it. And the spirit said, don't be ugly. I go, okay. I waited several hours later and typed Lord T, Lord Clay's Y. And that was, that was the gist of my text. And then he called, I ain't answer. And then he texts me, good morning, I ain't respond. 
And so he, I guess he figured she's done with me. I am. One thing I will not do at 41, 42, however old I am. What <laughs> <laughs> one thing I will not do is be your concubine. I am a wife. Um, I'm not your play toy. I'm not your pick it up when it's convenient, when you didn't did everything else with everybody else and you realized they don't fit you, they don't get you, they don't fit your purpose. You can't really talk to them like I'm not the cleanup woman. Right. I'm not that song back in the day, the cleanup woman. I'm not the cleanup woman. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't interview with that job. Had I known that's what you needed, I promise you, you would have never gotten my number. Okay. So, but you we you just have to be honest. We have to be honest with who we who we are choosing and who they really are. Yeah. And do. be and being intentional, you know, even before we get to the point of actually dating. Like, yes. why am I, why am I dating? You know, here's something that people say that's really cute that I'm starting to have a problem with. Oh, I'm dating for, I'm dating with a purpose. Sis, sir, how are you dating with a purpose when you don't even know your own purpose? Come on here. Can make you be afraid first? Make Can you have sense. a friendship first? And that's why a lot of, I, Personally, somebody who has not been married before, but my opinion is unsolicited, unwarranted, unasked for. Um, a lot of people are marrying people they're not friends with. Well, you know, I think, you know. You go from straight to, oh, I met them. Oh, we went out over oh, dating, over oh, sleeping. Oh, we get married. You don't even know them. Y'all don't know each other. Y'all know, don't know each other. You know how to excite one another, but you don't really know them. You don't know yourself. Bingo. When you truly know yourself, your whole value changes. Now, yes, when we don't, you know, we may know ourselves and end up, you know, in the clasp of a nice bad guy. But once you become aware, like mm, something smells like a duck, something's walking like a duck, I'm, I'm exiting stage left right about now, because there are some things that you're going to be just, they're non-negotiable. And, and it's, it's, it's centered around who you are. It's centered around your significance as a person. Some people are okay with the visibility of a relationship. Some people are okay with giving the appearance of success in their lives, success in business. But when you throw in purpose, when you sprinkle purpose over it, how does that match? How does that stand? Because, girl, when I knew like my life was, was going, was getting a shake up, I couldn't, I could no longer do those things. I could no longer run. I could no longer because now purpose had to come through. And I was, it's time to fall back from all of this. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, it was almost like, listen, Simba, remember who you are. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And it's like, wake up call was like, girl, what's wrong with you? Because society telling everybody that all these things are okay to do when you're dating, all of these trends, all of this, so yeah, you can do this, you can do that. A lot of it is trash and I'm just gonna be there. I'm one who believed in some of that nonsense at one point. A lot of it is trash. And, it's, and it sets you up, number one, to fall into the clasp of a nice bad guy 
or a nice good girl or a nice bad good girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That Many of sense. those too. Yeah. Yeah, because it works both ways. Everybody's able to put up a facade. Everybody's able to yes. put up that mask. But when that you representative. Back, listen, I don't do representative. Like I give you me. You either gonna take it or you're gonna leave it. You either gonna appreciate it now or maybe down the line or just be like, I'm glad I know who she is and I can just ignore her forever because she's a whole hot mess, you know? You get right. to, but you get to meet who I am. There's no, who has time for that? Not I. I mean, it's just, and we just have to be honest. And I think you said it earlier, you really have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, dating is going to be catastrophic because you're going to allow somebody to shape you into what they want. And one of the things I did with him that please don't do is I shrunk who I was because he was so broken. He had already been married, divorced, had a horrific divorce. And so he had, he had some trust issues. He, there were, there were already some things that was like, okay. Right. And so I end up shrinking who I was in order to help him heal. That was the absolute worst thing ever because once you start shrinking, you never stop. Let me ask this question, Shantae, and I'm glad that you said that. Do men ever shrink for us? No. So why do women do that? I think it's the, the desire to want to be loved and then sometimes thinking that you won't be able to find it soon enough. You know, for those of us um, who still desire to, you know, have children, you know, that biological clock is ticking and we're thinking, oh my gosh, if I don't get it done by such and such time, I'm not gonna be, you know, we have this timeline, right? We have this timeline of our whole life. And so we're trying to meet the timeline because if I make the timeline, then I'm gonna be happy. And so we end up shrieking, we end up settling, we end up, you know, just taking any old thing sometimes, just so that we can be in the club, the miserable married club. <laughs> Girl, I'm, I'm, I've been there. Listen, I'm in the happily married, having a good time with my best friend. We traveling, yes. we in business, we doing ministry, yes. loving each other. I'm Girl, telling you. I want to. And know. so, listen. And one of the things that God shared with me. Um, and it wasn't so much and more than just relationships. Uh, also, with just different things in my life a little back. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, have I just been smarter? Had I made different choices? I've wasted a lot of time. One thing he told me was because I was really getting stressed out and almost, you know, borderline going back into depression over this. I think I just don't have time for anything. You know, any of the things I have yet to experience. And he says, I'm not moved by time because I am time. And so for those of you who are saying, well, I'm not getting any younger, he already knows. But if you try to move before time, you're going to be miserable and you're going to regret it and you might not bounce back. So if I were you, I'd wait, wait expectantly, wait with intention, wait living like it can be any day now, right? Which means don't be going outside in your pajamas. Okay. Oh, and, okay, those, and, those hair, and, the, and those hair bonnets. Okay. <laughs> Go out looking your best. I'm trying, you ain't got to have a full beat face, but making sure that, you know, he can say, oh, she got something I can work with. Okay. Right? Let me say this. Like I shared this with you. I had a date not that long ago. 
I had a date this past week. A girl got beat. Okay, I did get, I, I did make sure I was pretty fly. And you know, I had my hair done and I wore the dress and everything. And I had my stilettos on and I sprayed my favorite fragrance and I walked into Lowe's. I know I had my little story together about why I had to look like that, but I went, you know, position yourself. You should have took a picture. <laughs> oh, I did have a picture. I almost posted it. Maybe I should. But, you know, you reminded me, um, you know, the Bible tells us that um, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And sometimes I think we have our eyes on what other people have, but we got to take our eyes off of that and now look to the author and the finisher of our faith to let us dream bigger, to let us visualize bigger, to let us know that we can have something that is more than what we are seeing because faith is the substance of, or is, you know, faith is more than that. Why, why is not coming back to me? You know, and so I think that's the, that's one of the charges that we have is to really trust him to do yeah. greater, exceedingly abundant, abundantly and above all that we may ask or think because- Absolutely. Why would you want, you know, something that's just a, a moment that's up on the ground? Absolutely. We don't know the terror that they go through at home. No, you, no. When, you, when people would see me posted up with my, with my ex-husband, they'd be like, oh, girl, he's so fine. And he is. He is extra fine. But that's all the fine that there was. This was a picture of two people who were smiling. And it was just an illusion because there was not even an ounce of love there. It was all one-sided and, you know, and he's all up booed next to me. And, you know, and, and that is a nice bad guy because mm -hmm. he would give that illusion or the impression that this is how I love her 24-7, but that's nothing but bait for the next woman to come and slide into his DM because, you know, women love those wedding rings. They love when he's wearing the wedding ring. But here's another one. Some men will use their kids as bait. Yes, yes, yes. To come off as the good father. <laughs> <laughs> but what you got to remember is that just because he's a good father, it doesn't make him a good boyfriend. It doesn't make him a good husband. It doesn't even make him a good man. It does not. It does not. And, and, and you know, don't let people guilt trip you. Girl, when are you going to get married? Girl, when are you going to settle down and have some kids? Listen, their opinion about what you should be doing with your life is not your business. First of all, the doors to the Mind Your Business Ministry are open. They stay open. There's room. There's always room for one more. <laughs> can I get an amen? Like, listen, we can even, we need you in the ministry. We are running short of ushers. <laughs> listen, the altar is never full. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so listen, don't even let people, you know, hype you up into thinking girl that's a good man don't you do nothing to mess that up and you're miserable don't do that Chante, let me ask you this you know when you when you separate whether it's you who breaks up with him or he breaks up with you but when you're letting go of that nice bad guy you're going to ask yourself questions there's going to be a lot of rumination and you're always going to second guess did i make the right decision what do you say to somebody that struggles with it? Because you do, you really do struggle you with do. that. You do. And it's funny you ask that because I went through that, you know, 
um, I cried many nights thinking, oh my gosh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe we, you know, we're just supposed to be together. It's just the enemy. It's just the enemy. The devils just don't want us to be together. And, you know, but you have to, this is where that honesty comes in. And you have to be honest with who he is, what he has shown you, right? And you really have to just, you have to be okay with not having him in your life. You have to tell yourself, that I'm still the best woman, right? It's his loss, not mine. You have to be your own cheerleader. And you also have to have a, a great support system um, surrounded by you because you will find yourself slipping back in and saying, um, hey, what you doing? Or sending the text and you know you don't need to be doing that. And you, you, you really have to be honest and ask yourself, is this person really who I want to spend the rest of my life with, all eternity? Does he do it for you that much? Are you willing to compromise just to not be lonely? Right? Everything that you need and desire, is he really it? And if we're honest, the answer is no. You may check off of, you know, three, four, maybe five boxes, but you got 10 more down there that's lonely, right? And so you shouldn't, you shouldn't give up 80 and, and settle for 20. There go that 80, 20 rule. I mean, and that's just kind of where it is. We have to, we have to have that honesty and we have to ask ourselves, you know, after we didn't got finished crying and snotting and boohooing and we have to really ask ourselves now, is he really the one? Did he really love you? How did he show you? And I'm not talking about material things, right? Anybody can go buy something. How did he really love you? How did he really treat you? How did he really make you feel? Or did you just put on as if you were happy? And so you have to be able to have those tough talks with yourself to see what is the real deal and be willing to accept whatever that truth is. That was good. You know, I think it's also important in the beginning that we check ourselves and we are honest with ourselves and sometimes get a dating accountability partner where you are completely honest with them and you are telling them what is happening. And, you know, because that, like I said earlier, that infatuation period can go up to 18 months. That is a proven fact. And so you're clouded, you're on cloud nine and yes. you are not thinking rationally. Your, your emotions are leading you. And it's important to really ask yourself, what is leading me? What is driving me? What is the reason why I'm doing the things that I do? Why do I like this man? What do I see in him? Does he have the potential to, you know, walk through life's valleys with me? Not just on the mountaintops, but on the valleys. Okay, so maybe he shows up in your valleys, but when you're on the mountaintop, is he there? 
But when you're just on level ground every day, is he there? And when I say there, I'm not talking about, you know, some, um, you know, some, some empty words here and there, or, I mean, is he present? Is he actually there? How does he, how does he pour into you? How does he lead you? What is he teaching you? What value do you bring to his life? And how does he receive it? That emotional piece, you know, who's, and you know, we like to say that women are more emotional than men. Mm. Yeah. But there comes a time and I've seen it. When you see true love between a man and a woman, that man pours out exactly. in the very depths of his soul yep. for the woman of his life. How much of his emotions is he giving you? And I'm not just talking about after 12, one o'clock in the morning. No, those are not emotions. Those are just bodily functions. Listen, girl, I'm talking about, you know, you didn't had a hard day and you're trying to tell him about your hard day and he's trying to get you to hurry up with the conversation because he wants to get to what he wants to talk about. Yeah. That part. Girl. That part. What was the relationship mentally draining? Let's be honest. Is he leading you on? Are you seeing like me? Are you like me and you're praying and God is showing you this is what he could be if he was obedient? Are you falling into what you see his potential versus reality? There's no fine line. There's not a fine line. It is black and white, right? So many times we fall for potential and we ignore reality. Mm. We, you live with reality. You may never get that potential. I didn't. <laughs> right? And so we just have to be honest. We have to be honest all the way around. Wow. All the way around. You know, when it comes to decision where your life is on the line, do you trust him to make the decision whether, whether to tell them to pull the plug or not? I'm just saying. <laughs> Girl, may we honor ourselves. May we respect ourselves. May we walk with dignity and our heads held high that these crowns on our heads don't tilt, but they stay straight up. And may we also have the grace to fix each other's crowns out of love, you know? Because it's, it's you know, there's so many there's so many things that are said to us as women about how we need to be, how we need to carry ourselves, how we need to look. Um, you know, um, are you wearing a wig or not a wig, or where are you from? I had somebody, you know, at a nice bad guy make a underhanded joke, and I'm not sure if he knew that I was listening or that I I got to hear it but it was about African women. But like, dudes, do you really want me to say what we were doing, what you were doing with an African woman? But then when it was pleasing to you to entertain people, you came after us, but you come back to me and you want to pour into me. First of all, are you serious? Are you serious? These men are the same men that want to uphold women publicly and call us queens, all types of royalty, 
They slide in our DMs. They slide in our posts. They make posts uplifting us, esteeming women, telling, I protect women. I stand for women, but you're lying to us. You're misleading us. You're hurting us. You're, you know, <clears throat> you, you're using all of these things as a tool to pull us in, but you don't commit to anybody because everybody's stroking your ego because you know what society is saying to us. And under, underhandedly, you're selling an illusion. And there are so many men that do this. But if it's in, if <laughs> this is where we just need to wake up. Hello, sis, wake, wake up. up. Wake up. It is right <laughs> before you. For men that are like that, I understand that, you know, life happens to men too. And I know that men need their space. But here's the thing I don't get about them is they want to come into our spaces and they want to have these conversations with us and they want to have relationship coaching with us. But when are you guys talking to each other? Come on, that part. We can talk amongst ourselves. There are plenty grown women who are wise who, are, who have had successful marriages, who are not bitter, they are not broken, and will lead us into the right way to go. Even but those that are divorced, they're not bitter divorced. Girl, they will please. still give you the wisdom to know how to make it work and not do what they did. I remember when I first started talking about relationships and people would be like, but you're divorced. And I'm like, and I don't want you to end up where I am. And they're like, it's okay, I ain't gonna listen to you. And you don't have to. But all I'm saying is that there's a better way for us to be. There's a better way for us to show up. And we need more than anything to guard our hearts. Guard our hearts, not just in these relationships, but who you choose to listen to, whose yes. table you choose to eat at, because you cannot. It's like going to a buffet and just eating everything. You are going to have an upset stomach at the end of the day. If you yes, continue you to buy into what everybody is saying because it sounds good, you're going to end up with a broken heart. I guarantee you that. Listen, let me ask you this now um, to listeners. What about the women in your circle? What are their relationships like? Mm -hmm. If you have friends that don't have successful relationships and they're toxic, the old saying goes, birds of a feather. Talk together. I mean, and and I'm not being throwing shade, but I want you to really look back. You know, those, we rub off on each other. The more time we spend, spend with each other, the more intimate we get with each other, um, as far as friendships and all those things, we pick up from one another. And sometimes we do it um, unknowingly, mm. right? But you can tell when you see a couple, you can tell by a group of women <laughs> what their relationships are like based on how they act, how they talk, and how they move. You can always tell, ain't none of them got no successful relationships. Are you one of them? And if you are, you have to be around people that have what you want, right? I've had the privilege and privilege of, of talking to older women that are successfully married and I, and I watch them and I listen to their wisdom. And when they say stuff, I'm, I'm always listening, picking up because I want what they have. Like I want to experience it, right? And so I don't discount it because they old and thinking, oh, that's old fashioned. Let me tell y'all something. These old fashioned folks know how to make it work. Girl, you know <laughs> I'm not saying all of them, right? Mm -hmm. But 
there are a lot of them that know how to make it work. Don't think they out of tune and out of touch now. Chante, one thing about me, I volunteer like for, you know, I do a lot of hospice volunteers. I'm right there at the very end of life, but I also just pop into their homes and visit and say hi. And I love it because I get to hear the wisdom of the wise. Let me tell you, one of my very favorite couples were married for 70 years. I sat with the wife right up in, I mean, I met her while she was still okay. And I used to just visit and hang out with her and, you know, just talk with her. And she poured into me so much wisdom. And when she, when she passed away, in fact, as she was the very last day of her life, I was there with her and her husband. The kids didn't come till much later in the day, but it was just the three of us for the majority of that day. And I mean, I think I learned so much in the last moments of her life through how her husband doted over him, I mean, over her. And once she passed, I had the privilege of sitting at his feet because he, he wouldn't let me go. He was like, I just, I need you to keep coming here. I need you now. And he had about two or three good years before his life ended. And as a man, and he was like nine, he was born in 1926. So you go figure out how old he was, because I can't. And this is about three or four years ago. But um, I sat there and I would listen to him talk about life and talk about family and the structure that's necessary for success. Now, when I, when I say this, this man, this couple, they lived through the Great Depression they built themselves from the Great Depression. And here in, in Dallas, they are a well-known name or whatever. And I mean, he could, I mean, you know, when people get money nowadays, they high value, right? And you gotta want a man like this. This was high value. This man, I mean, his wealth is ridiculous, but to hear him esteem his wife the way that he did, to hear him now in the sunset of life and he was pouring and telling me, this is how you should love yourself. This is how you should respect yourself. This is how he needs to show up in your life. And I'm listening, listening, listening. I love these relationships that I get to form with these older couples and listen to what they have to say about relationships, marriage, and just life because they have nothing to lose now. And they know that, you know, my days are like really numbered. I mean, none of us know how long we have, but at this point, sometimes they're, you know, it's right before they go into hospice, before the comfort pack starts. And so I get to talk to them and get to know them. And it's just like, wow. We're listening to the wrong people, I think, sometimes. Everybody's a relationship expert. Everybody. You've been dating five months and you're a relationship expert. You don't even know what color the sky is. Girl, you don't even know the seasons of your own life. No. No. So we definitely have to be careful of the knowledge that we are taking in, the circles that we have. If you desire successful relationships and successful marriage, you have to hang around people who already have that. And I mean, genuinely, 
right? And I'm not, and and I know, and I'm not saying hang around as in you got to be with them, but you want to, you know, you want to watch, you want to listen, right? So you may be watching from afar, right? There's no hanging out now, but you understand what I'm saying. You yeah. know, you ask questions. Hey, what advice can you give me? And be ready to listen. That be ready good. to take notes and listen. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Shantae, because it's almost time for us to wrap up. But if you could say anything to the nice bad guy, what would what it would what, what advice would you give him? What would you say? I would say get healed from what hurt you. Whether you have to go get professional help or you really just need to take time to get to know and figure you out. Um, because you are just as important as the woman you're choosing to be with. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be your best version if you keep flip-flopping like um, Mr. Jekyll and Mr. H Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Because that's basically what it is. Whatever trauma that has happened to you relationship-wise, whether it was with your mother, whether it was a past relationship or whatever, get completely healed from that first before going into the next relationship. And be honest, if you're just dating because you just wanna have a good time, let her know, I'm not looking to settle down. I'm just looking to have a good time and give her the option to choose whether or not to still hang out with you. That was good. I think, you know, the male experience has to be validated. They have to know that, gentlemen, we need you. This is not yes, even like a, an optional thing. We need you. We want you to be part of our lives and we want to partner. Yes, with you. you're necessary. Your life is so necessary. Life does not have much value without you. There really isn't. How do we procreate, right? It's, it's just not. So we need you, but we need the best version of you. We're not asking you to be perfect. We're not asking you to be flawless without faults, but we want you healed. Oh, we want you, know you the, all. You know, the journey of healing for, for, for ladies and gentlemen, it's not linear. You know, no. it, has, it has its fluctuations. It, and it does. Has, you know, and so I think it's important that even, you know, that they know that it's okay to extend some grace and compassion to yourself on the journey. Absolutely. We're not here to paint you as the bad guy because we know that sometimes these are just responses from situations. But Absolutely. We, we want you. We definitely want you. And just like you guys tell us that all men aren't dogs, all women aren't that one that hurt you. And we shouldn't have to pay for her mistakes. We just want to love you. We just want to honor you. Thank you. And that's what it is. We want to honor you. We want to serve you. And this this is about to become something else now. Thank you so much, Shante, for your time. I truly do appreciate you joining me. This has been a great conversation. Yes, it has. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. We have to do this again. Listen, I'm down for it. <laughs>